Ahoy hoy! Hi everybody. Welcome to the Escalators to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I am learning. And we are continuing our way through the entirety of the series. This uh, this time, this week, <laughs> we are at Season 3, Episode 12, I Married Marge. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? what? Whoa! Whoa! Watch out! You know, time just zooming on by. Uh, it really is. We are on episode number forty-seven. We should probably like think about like our fiftieth, like you know, regular episodes. Our our so no, this the is Simpsons fiftieth episode. I see. Okay. Spectacular. Okay. Did they do something special? No. Okay. They don't do anything special. I think until the hundred thirty-eighth. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Caitlin I mean, is- thank you. <laughs> Oh my god. Kaylin is over here like decked out, man. I'm like she's super ready. fanning it today. Yeah, she's got her uh blue tie-dye Lisa blowing her sacks uh hoodie on. Mm-hmm. She got her uh auto thong on. <laughs> no. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that the only thing you're wearing, Simpsons? Is the hoodie? Yes. So why are you super fanning it? Because I'm wearing a hoodie. Oh, okay. And, and recording a podcast about The Simpsons. Oh, right. I forgot about that. And and she was just working on our Halloween costumes. Yes. Uh, they will be good. Uh, that's my afternoon activity is to make our costumes. Yeah, I'm super excited about these costumes. I think we came up with this idea like months ago. Yeah, we have seen other people that have done it, but I think we're going to do but this. But fuck those people. Just as good of a job. <laughs> that's, that's right. Exactly. Fuck them. Uh, yeah. Right in the goat ass. That's right. <laughs> Wow. All right. Uh, so um, we are going to kick things off in the usual fashion. Uh, Caitlin is going to read us some specs from the, well, you got them from the wiki, right? I got them from the wiki, but they're probably in the big book. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've quit looking at the big book for main episodes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, season 12 episode, no, season <laughs> season three, episode 12. Uh-huh. I Married Marge. Production code 8F10. Written by Jeff Martin. Directed by Jeffrey Lynch. Original air date, December 26th, 1991. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day and St. Stephen's Day. Uh, yeah. do, do you have a favorite day of Christmas? Uh, I was going to say St. Swithin's Day. St. Swithin's Day. <laughs> but that's you know in what? July. You know what? I count that. That's going to count. Okay. <laughs> um, my favorite day of Christmas is New Year's Day, which is also known as, do you Epiphany. know? Epiphany. No, that's the, that's the 6th of January. It's Epiphany. Oh, my uh, favorite day of Christmas is January 1st, New Year's Day. Of, the Feast of? Oh, shit. You've told me this before, but I don't uh-huh. remember. It's the Feast of the Holy Circumcision. That's it. That's <laughs> it. How could I forget? Am I the only person, when they hear that phrasing, the Feast of the Holy Circumcision, <laughs> imagines gnawing on something that's really rubbery? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of calamari at that. <laughs> yes, yes, very much. Yes, like crappy calamari. <laughs> Ew. And like the exact same thing, the little ring. Yeah, like. I know. <laughs> That'd be hilarious party to throw is like the fe- holy feast of the circumcision or whatever, and then just have like foreskin adjacent <laughs> food. You know, that, cocktail wieners. That included. would be our prerogative, I guess, because we um we have cornered Halloween at our household and our friend group, and we've also cornered New Year's Day because I like to cook like a New Year's dinner with like the southern staples: black eyed peas, collards, ham, calamari, <laughs> cocktail wieners, rubbery calamari, <laughs> cocktail weenies. So like, would you? <laughs> so would you serve the cocktail weenies like out of the crock pot with the barbecue sauce, or would you wrap Ooh, them with the crescent rolls like so they have like pigs in a blanket? Uh-huh. Pigs in a blanket, I think, is a little bit because you could like 
It could be very symbolic. I was going to say. I mean, say, in more ways than one. That's way more of like a circumcised look. If yeah. You put the- <laughs> What do you think, listener? What sort of things would you serve at the Feast of the Holy Circumcision Dinner? <laughs> I hope you're going through a drive through right now, listening to this in your car. Hey! So Hi, Patrick! A, right. <laughs> Poor Patrick. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I'm going to read the synopsis from the Simpsons Wiki for I Married Marge. You can find this, of course, on the Simpsons Wiki, which is simpsons.fandom.com. The synopsis is... In a flashback, the year is 1980, and Homer and Marge are dating. After seeing a Star, War- the, after seeing a Star Wars movie, Star Wars, uh, they get busy afterwards, and Marge finds out she is pregnant with Bart. When Homer finds out, he proposes to her and then tries to find a higher-paying job. He goes to the new power plant only to be rejected. When the baby's possessions are repo- when the baby's possessions are repossessed, <laughs> mercy. Uh, Homer chooses that they will. Be- Homer chooses they will be better off without him. I think what they mean is Homer decides they will be better off without him. Yeah. Until Marge comes to find her husband. Okay. okay. Aside from eh. the very strange wording eh, of it, I think it got that's the point good. across. That's yeah. Good. So um, the, uh, da, 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 uh, the we open up with the uh, credits as usual. Mm-hmm. And the shock word gag here is something that I would like to discuss very quickly. Okay. Uh, it says... Uh, it says, I will not torment the emotionally frail. Okay. So, who was Bart tormenting? I know. That's, <laughs> uh, that's a question I had as well. Okay. Um, I was thinking Ralph, perhaps. Okay. Or, I was th- now like, I, Wendell. So, so, that's I went to Wendell first. Yeah. That's who I went to first. But then I thought, well, if this is Mrs. K's class, mm-hmm. so that might rule out Ralph. Yeah. Uh, then it could, I mean... I think the obvious answer, if if Mrs. K is getting involved, is probably Martin. Yeah, I was going to say Martin as well. Those are kind of my top three. But I don't know that Martin is emotionally frail. No, I actually saw he's just a wiener. Yeah, <laughs> the little wiener. He can come to the circumcision mind. party. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I yeah, I was thinking about like, I, I I guess I went straight. I guess I went straight to Wendell. Is who is who I went to. Oh, he just seems to be like. The, the like, for lack of a better word, like, the wiener kid. Like, yeah. he throws up. Uh-huh. He doesn't feel good all the time. Yeah. He's not really a crybaby. Do you remember the name of the kid who threw up or, like, pooped their pants or something like that? Like, oh, yeah. Do you have anybody like that? I, so there were several times when, in, in school, a kid would th- threw up in class. Uh-huh. And I definitely remember two instances of that. One of them was in elementary school. One of them was in middle school. Oh no! And <laughs> oh, what a what a terrible time to throw it was up in seventh, class. Seventh grade. Yikes! Yeah, and the teacher was a bitch, and she was horrible, and she got so mad at this kid. Oh my like, god! Because like yeah. I guess he was too afraid to be like I don't feel good. Yeah. And then he threw up. We all had to leave, of course. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then <laughs> the kid in third grade, like, he, <laughs> he, like, raised his hand for something, started talking, and then it was just, like, a fountain. It was <laughs> disgusting. I don't feel good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, no. Pretty much. But I don't think he was saying he didn't feel good. I think he was talking about whatever was going on in the class yeah um anyway yeah there there were several kids and then there were also the kids that would cry over anything Uh uh-huh um so yeah that's i 
I'm not going to name names, but I definitely, definitely remember this. I yeah, I remember the I, I the the one instance I remember is is from what would have been my first grade class. I remember this kid's name very distinctly, and I just remember that he he is the kid that threw up in first grade. That in his name is all I remember about him. <laughs> and like, if I ever like write my memoirs, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say this person's name because, I mean, we, we don't have a huge audience, but I don't want to embarrass anybody over something so dumb. Yeah. But, yeah. like, uh, I, I will always remember this kid who threw up in in my teacher's That's, class. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure. I remember a kid from preschool, too, throwing up. Uh-huh. And <laughs> well, oh, oh, man. Are you okay? Robin's drinking pomegranate I juice. Just, y'all, I... <laughs> I got I got suckered at Costco. They were giving out the samples of the pomegranate juice, and I was like, "Pop out, that's good." And I bought a giant thing of it, so I'm trying yeah. to drink through it, and it's so like tart and so tanniny, like it makes you salivate. So yeah. here I am over here, like looking like Kang and Kodos right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I I the the kid I remember from preschool uh-huh. when he threw up, it was pink, and I was like, "What the fuck." <laughs> oh no! But it was, I think it was because he had like fruit punch or something. Oh, I was gonna say, was he, did he take like some Pepto Bismol? Some, or, like, uh, yeah, take some, too much or, of it. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. yeah, there, I there's like three or four different instances that's that definitely poke out in my mind. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was a and uh, I was gonna say enlivening. That's not the word. Enlightening. Enlightening. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. An enthralling discussion. I think there that's where I was going with that. Uh, so let's. But yeah, I think I think probably Wendell is the is the the, the, the frail kid here. Yeah. Yeah. Leave Wendell alone, Bart. That kid has enough problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor little albino kid yeah. with his with his pukey gut. Yeah. Okay, all right, so uh, moving on through the rest of the credits, um, I did not notice what song Lisa was playing. I was writing down, trying to figure out who the frail kid was <laughs> in that moment. Um, It was, you know, it was just normal, like... <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, she did a little bow. Take a bow. <laughs> um, and then uh, the, ca- the couch gag um, was the... Um, uh, they did cartwheels into the into the frame and then jumped onto the couch and did the banana arms, yeah. you know. And um, Maggie, of course, was behind. So yes, but she did eventually get onto the couch she did. and banana. Yep. And then we open up mm-hmm. and we are in the uh, Marge and Homer's bathroom, mm-hmm. and Marge is looking at <laughs> Barnacle Bill's home pregnancy test. Yeah. <laughs> um. Is that supposed to be the old sea captain? I don't know. Okay. I wasn't sure. I was, let me, t- I didn't actually look at it. Uh, it doesn't it, look it lo- like it. It looks, a, I mean, he's wearing a cap, sea captain In the sense outfit, that but he is a sea captain, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that that's a okay. old sea captain. He, he's got two good eyes instead of the <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird yeah. eyes of this old sea captain. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So apparently uh, the, the Simpsons are um, questioning whether or not they're going to have another kid. Yeah. And, um, Marge asked Homer if they should have gotten a better brand, but Homer is jazzed because this this pregnancy test came with a corn cob pipe. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, I always thought until I got the job that I have now that corn cob pipes were just a just a thing from TV, like a figment of like the 
imagination of people. And, uh-huh. But you can definitely make a pipe out of a corn cob. Sure, uh-huh. you can make a like make a bong out of an apple. I was gonna say you almost said bong. Just say yeah, the word. Yeah, <laughs> you can make a bong out of an apple. Like you can. You can make a pipe out of a corn cob. Every, everybody had like I think everybody in college had like that MacGyver friend who could do that thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Patty and Selma would have been very impressed with uh, with them. Mm-hmm. The MacGyver friend, I mean. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I was like the corn cob pipes because they smoke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, I didn't make that connection. But nah, okay. Um. Uh, so, anyways, um, uh, she's looking at it and she says, "Okay, let's see." And she's reading the instructions. She says, "Oh hoy, mateys, if the water turns blue, a baby for you. If purple, ye see, no baby thar be." Homer then asks, "What color is it? Blue or purple?" <laughs> And it turned pink. Yes. No. <laughs> so that's not good. If the ta- if the test should fail to the doctor set sail. So Marge says, okay, well, I got to go. I got to go to Dr. Hibbert because yep. this is inconclusive. Yep. So off, uh, she's getting ready to go. And can Homer's- we talk, can we talk about this for a second though? Sure. This pregnancy test looks like a science experiment. It does. It's like yes, got it a does. little graduated cylinder. She did not pee on a stick here. She no, is like she dealing with <laughs> straight up fluid. Yeah. <laughs> like, good Lord. Yeah. It's ve- like, it's much more like a doctor. I mean, it, maybe it's a great brand because like, it's much more like a doctor test where like you pee in a cup, right? Yeah. And like they do Yeah. The- you don't just like stick a little test strip into the pee. Yeah. I wonder what, uh, in, in 1991, I wonder if pregnancy tests look the same as they do now. I don't know. Do you think they came with a graduated cylinder? Probably. <laughs> good, good luck peeing straight into that thing. My God. I could do it. You got to. Deca- yes, of course you could because you're a boy. <laughs> Although I sometimes have problems hitting the toilet. Yes, like. you do. <laughs> hey, I've said it before. I'll say it again. 60% is a passing grade. Uh, ding, ding. <laughs> disgusting. Anyway, um, so Homer, like, so March says she's going to go see Dr. Hibbert. She starts walking down the stairs. Yep. He's following her behind. Yeah. He's like, do you really think you're pregnant? She's like, well, I have the same nausea and craving for pancake mix as I did for the other. Yes. Kids. Pancake mix. Pancake mix or pancake, like the product of the pancake. Mix. I think probably what she means is it, like the pancake version of raw cookie dough. Okay. Okay. Ew. So like I sincerely, well, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think she's like eating like pancake powder. mix out of the box. Yeah, okay. not a powder. The batter. Yeah. Okay. That that makes more sense. That's that's how I that's how I took it because I too got snagged on that for a yeah. second and thought about it. But that, ma- that makes way more sense than just straight up like bisquick. <laughs> Either way, not a good, not a good thing to snack on. But okay. Yeah. Now waffle mix that'd be a different story. That's totally different. That's got, <laughs> got that a is, lot more sugar in it. That is very different. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, um, Homer, uh, she says, you know, uh, the same nausea and cravings that she had with the other kids. Mm-hmm. And then Homer says, and I have the same tightness in my chest and profu- profuse sweating I always get, which I laughed at a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, I took that. I was like, okay, he's, like, nervous about having a kid, another kid. Or he's having a heart attack. <laughs> oh, yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Um. So anyways, uh, Marge says, I'll let you know. She gives him a kiss, and then off she goes. Mm-hmm. Homer's then, staring out the bay window at the yeah. front of the house here. And then all the kids come, and they're like, hey, why, why is mom going to the doctor? Is anything wrong? He's like, no, um, everything's fine. She just broke her leg. 
And Lisa's like, mm, I don't know about that. I smell a bun in the oven. Yeah, that's Bart that leans in. Lisa, oh. said, Lisa goes, what? Yeah. <laughs> and Bart leans in. I smell a bun in the oven. Yeah, and then, and Lisa, then Lisa asks, yeah. is, if mom, is mom going to have another baby dad? And he says, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the kids are excited. They are excited. Uh, they're not going to have to do any work. So Right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bart compliments Homer um, on that he is a machine. Yes, well, I mean, you, you're venturing into four kids' territory. That's, that's true. That's a lot. That's, I mean, that's not exactly Robert Carter, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> how many have like seventeen? In uh, yep, in the eighteenth century, uh, Robert Carter the third, his wife bore seventeen Ooh. children. And, like and, a hot dog coming out of a hallway. I mean, I mean, at some point, it's got to just kind of be like a water slide. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, oh. listen, you for nine months you cannot jump at all. <laughs> <laughs> you can't move. God help you. Um. But uh, at any rate, yeah. Um, so th- yeah, they deliver four or seventeen, and fourteen of them live to adulthood. So like, even that's a, kind of an unusual that's circumstance. Impressive. They didn't call him king for nothing. Robert King Carter, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Wait, no, that's not Robert King Carter. Robert King Carter is the second, I do believe, his father. Oh. Um, and then I uh, Robert Carter the third is the one who is known as the Great Emancipator. Uh, because right. he uh, frees all of his people um, during his lifetime. Uh, Robert King Carter is actually the first. Oh, there you go. Okay, my mistake. Whoops. Oops. He's early. Um, but anyways, uh, I hope that you enjoyed that little tidbit, listener. Uh, um, Homer is complimented by Bart, and then Lisa turns to Maggie and says, Did you hear that, Maggie? Another baby in the house. And uh, Barge, uh, Bart, Bart, <laughs> Barge. Barge. Bar- Bart says, Oh, cool, we can race them. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Homer, Homer, at this point, I, I told Robert during the first part of this episode, I was like, they are, Marge and Homer are being remarkably calm about this whole situation. Yes. Uh, uh, and I, I will say also that this mildly contradicts other times uh, when the Simpsons show that Marge tells Homer that she's pregnant because in, in other episodes, Homer will freak out. Right. Like, well... This is like number four, so it's you know it's old hat by this point. That also is correct, and I guess I guess this is not contradictory because technically speaking, when we're talking about Bart and Lisa and Maggie, we're talking. Well, I'm sorry, we are talking about them, is what I mean to say. Not number four, right? right. So I guess what I'm re- what I'm referencing, and not I guess I am referencing when they point out uh, or show. Marge telling Homer about the other babies. Uh-huh. He freaks he out. He freaks out. Yeah. yeah. That's that that yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at too. Sorry, I got a little turned around. It's okay. Um So Homer says, Yeah, for you, a baby is all fun and games. For me, it's diaper changes and midnight feedings. To which Lisa replies, Doesn't mom do all that stuff? And he says, Yeah, but I have to hear about it. And Bart then comes in with the question that's gonna prompt the the remainder of the episode here. Mm-hmm. Were you like this when mom was pregnant with me? And he says, actually, Bart, I threw up more than your mother. Okay, so there you go. Freaking Uh out. Um, Oh, I see. I took that to mean like he was drinking and throwing. Oh, (laughs) I, well, I didn't. I think yours makes more sense. Okay. Anyways. Um, So this is when we begin like the story of our flashback here. I married Marge. Yeah. Uh, So it all happened at the beginning of that turbulent decade known as the 1980s. Uh, those were idealistic days. The candidacy of a candidacy of John Anderson, the rise of Supertramp. It was an exciting time to be young. Uh, who's John Anderson? He apparently is an obs- uh, he's on the wiki. He is an obscure p- 
political figure from oh, the okay. 1980s. I thought for sure this was going to be another Reagan moment where I should have <laughs> known something and I absolutely didn't. No, I didn't know. <laughs> um, Dark Horse, the the uh, wiki phrases it that Homer is correct about the Dark Horse candidacy of John Anderson in 1980. However, his comment about Super Tramp is slightly off, as 1980 only marked the beginning of the decline of the group. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope someone got fired for that blunder. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) It was an exciting time to be young. For several years, I'd been dating your mother and working at the local fun center. Uh, and then uh, we are in the nineteen. We are in nineteen eighty mm-hmm. or the early nineteen eighties, mm-hmm. and uh, Homer is working at a putt putt center. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We've talked about our local putt putt centers on the podcast here before. We have. And anyways, uh, the uh, owner or boss, at least at the putt putt center, comes in and says, "Homer, you're turning the blades too fast." So he, Homer, Homer is, is in the windmill. Yes. <laughs> There's a family trying to putt through the windmill as you do uh-huh and apparently they have been complaining that homer has been doing this yeah so he's turning the blades too fast the golfers are complaining slow down and he does and he uh the boss says ah beautiful that's better keep this up and someday you'll be the guy who hands out the putters <laughs> yes sir uh-huh <laughs> uh so we learn now that homer was 24 years old in 1980 or at this time which mm-hmm. Which tracks does, because it tracks because his license I think says fifty six, doesn't it? I don't know. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't checked lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, but I'm, what I was gonna say is that if, at this point, so like, let's say he's twenty five when Bart is born. Isn't he thirty eight in the show? Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So, suck it. <laughs> Yes, Homer's birthday is May the twelfth, nineteen fifty-six, okay. according to his driver's license. Okay, um, but you. So, but you're like. But you're right. Yeah, that does not. Yeah, stand the math. Reason. The math does not. Check. Yeah, he's he's. No, he's Homer's thirty-six. I don't know. 38 off. Oh, either way, either way, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not correct. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, he could turn age in during the pregnancy. Well, That's we, why I was asking. Yeah. Well, and we also, so he was twenty-four here. Maybe like he knocks Marge up like a year later and then I don't know it's unclear to me how much time passes Uh between this scene and like the wedding yeah so well maybe we're overanalyzing this maybe we are (laughs) we probably are yes I think so we definitely are I think really also like the the question really is how much time transpires between this scene of him operating the windmill and the scene where they later bang in the ca- the castle. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so we then cut back to the Simpsons living room in the modern day mm-hmm. uh, after Homer says, I was 24 years old with a beautiful girlfriend <laughs> and a job with a future. And then Homer realizes that he's sitting on the couch alone. <laughs> and he looks out the window and shouts to the kids who are playing croquet, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're supposed to be listening to my story. Have, did you ever play croquet? Have you played it before? Not like in a real way, but my grandparents had a croquet set, and I would use. I used to go out there and set it and up and like hit the bonk them around, ball yeah. through the lo- the, lo- the little like wire uh, arches. Yeah, yeah. You have, yeah. You've never played a real game though. No, because you're supposed to like hit the little pins at the end. I have no idea. I was gonna ask you if you had what the rules are to croquet because I don't. know. I don't know. I just know that like there's like little 
loops you're supposed to hit the ball through and that right there's like i guess they're wickets technically a sticky wicket yeah that you are supposed to hit and then you have to like go back through the course I uh-huh don't know. a la cricket yeah cricket wicket yeah but that's all i got okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> Okay, so anyways, um, they're outside playing croquet, and he says, you're supposed to be listening to my story. And Bart replies, I thought it was over. Uh, he says, you had, or Lisa replies that, and then Bart says, you had a problem turning blades, you overcame it, the feel-good story of the year. And then Lisa says, it's not our fault our generation has short attention spans, Dad. Uh, uh, and she then says, uh, 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 we watched an appalling amount of television, which is something that I, I talk about uh, fairly regularly with people about how every generation complains that the next generation ha- uh, 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 and, and offers the same complaints. Like they complain about them, but they offer the same complaints about them. Mm-hmm. Like in the you in don't the pay 90s, attention. Yeah, you don't have a short attention span. All you do is watch TV. Of course, the complaint now is you don't have a t- an attention span. All you do is watch TikToks. Yeah, right? I've heard so many people say that if it doesn't. If you can't get the point across in, in under three minutes, then kids don't care about it. And I think that that's just so dumb. I will say, counterpoint, Oh, okay. <laughs> that I was an admin for a Facebook page that had quite a few followers uh-huh. um, at my previous job. And we posted during COVID, we posted a bunch of videos. And the watch time for those videos normal like the majority of them were less than three seconds yeah i would imagine so yep so like i will i will say this to supplement that counterpoint to myself okay um i have you know i have worked in many in many on many occasions now as a director for plays etc and when i was first learning in college in my theatrical classes in my directing class uh, somebody uh, said to me that you know within the first five seconds if you want to see more from of an this audition. Person. Yeah, from yeah. an audition. And I, in the moment, I said, "That's crazy. There's no way that you could possibly know in that short amount of time." But it's TikTok true. is proof of this. Yeah, you know within a couple of seconds on TikTok if you want to see more of what you're looking at. And I think that for that particular page, and for I think for museums in general the big problem that they face is that they don't understand that principle oh no like you've got to show somebody why it's interesting up front especially that particular one because they think that facebook is the most relevant form of social media and it (laughs) is not it is not exactly but that's okay that's a battle for another day yeah i'm tired of fighting that and i (laughs) i quit that job so (laughs) deuces everybody yeah so anyways uh, Lisa says, you know, they have short attention spans due to television. And Homer responds, don't you ever, ever talk that way about television, you lousy, ungrateful, <laughs> can't keep their, what do you call it, minds on, uh, uh, and then he sees Maggie. Where do you think you're going? <laughs> Mag- poor Maggie. She falls down, of course, tries to crawl away, and he picks her up, and he's like, you're going to listen to my story. Uh-huh. He has a captive audience. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he says, he then goes on to tell the story again, or continue telling it. Um, your mother was living with her two wicked sisters. Then we pop in, of course, to the Bouvier residence where Marge is sitting in between uh, Patty and Selma. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marge looks like she's dressed up. They're going, they're going to prom, I assume, or they're going. So- I don't know. Like they're having their picture taken. 
Oh no, they're not going. They're going on. They're just going on a date, is what's going on because they're going to the movies here in a minute. Yeah. So, but they're having the three of them are having their picture taken for whatever reason. Uh huh. The joke is, is that I guess Mrs. Bouvier says, "Okay, girls, you can smoke now." And of course, Patty and Selma pick up their cigarettes, <clears throat> and then we hear a horn honk outside, and Marge is like, "Oh, it's Homer," and then of course Patty and Selma have to get their insults in. Uh huh. Um. I don't know what you see in that ugly meatball. Yep. Um, if you liked being pawed by something fat and lazy, we could get a cat. Yep. It would leave less hair on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that last one, it, he, it would leave less hair on the couch, was from Jacqueline. Oh, yeah. Okay. She, so I wrote this down. Well, the three of them are like hurling insults. Yes, they are. Somewhere. But I pointed this out because Jacqueline generally, when we see her, she throws out barbs at everyone at the uh-huh. same time but in this instance i don't know that i know of another instance where she is insulting homer directly okay uh and so she's just generally a miserable person she's also smoking here yeah which i don't think we see otherwise yeah, that uh, that's pointed out on the wiki as well that oh this is one of the only times she's seen smoking yeah and then they offer the in previous in subsequent episodes maybe she has quit Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I like that we're not the only people that try and make real world sense out of things yeah. that are on this cartoon show yeah. that we like. <laughs> That's true. Um, but at any rate, so uh, for whatever reason, I guess Jacqueline, you know, drank her pomegranate juice and is feeling <laughs> spicy over here. Yeah. And uh, offers this direct insult to Homer, which also gives us the indication that Homer's already losing his hair. Yeah. Which will be uh, at, uh, supplemented later on. Yes. Um. And then Marge defends Homer. She says, you don't know him like I do. He's yep. sweet. He's sensitive and sweet. And then we hear Homer outside going, Marge, get your butt out honk, here. Honk, 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 honk. Yeah. yeah. So uh, basically proving the sister's and mother's point yep. that he's not a great guy. Um, maybe not to the point that they were getting at, but yeah, no. So at any rate, um, they uh, Homer and Marge are then in line to see a movie. They're to, they're to see... Star Wars. Now, this is if this is 1980, that's not the original uh, Star Wars. No, it's Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, and, and anyway, uh, something that we noticed, or at least Caitlin pointed out mm-hmm. to me as they're standing in line, is they walk past the original Space Mutants movie poster. Yep. That's a... That's a good Easter egg. It's I a guess. nice Easter egg, a very nice little detail that, you know, there's a couple of those also here. Uh, at least two that I can think of in this episode. That if you don't watch this, you know this this show, you're you're not going to get the joke right. immediately. It, Mr. Um, Burns delivers ones later on. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980, so at least we have a timeline kind of established. Okay, here. super. Um, oh wait a minute. Oh, it says it on the marquee. <laughs> Yeah, it does. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I was looking at the Aztec sign. I oh. always like to look at the Aztec sign, okay. and here's why. Because you're a San Diego State fan. Because, <laughs> wow, nice callback. We, we nice were watching, callback to us sitting on the sofa last night. Watching Fresno State and San Diego yep. State play football. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I like to watch the Aztec or look at the Aztec sign is because, A, is because it's really elaborate. And second is because, you like how I said A and then second? Uh-huh. Um, Great. The, the second reason is because... When I played Tapped Out a couple of years ago, 
I had not watched these old Simpsons episodes in a long, long time. Uh-huh. And so, like, I now really take notice of Jake's unisex hair palace uh-huh. because I never paid attention to that. Uh-huh. Phineas Q. Butter- Butterfats because I uh-huh. hadn't noticed that in a long time. And the Aztec okay. as well. So, that's my whole reason for it. There okay. you go. Well, uh, they're they're going to see the movie, uh-huh. which is very obviously displayed on the Aztec marquee. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and so they're in line, and Marge asks Homer, she's like, um, uh, sorry, uh, I lost my spot for a second. Um, Homer, do you ever think about the future? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, you mean if apes will be our masters? <laughs> um, and then she's like, no, I mean, how do you plan to earn a living? I can't imagine that that job of yours is very stimulating. Homer responds, well, it gives me time to think. And he's like, yeah, what, uh, what Marge is like, well, but about what? And he's like, girls? And he's like, no, he I catch, mean, boys. He catches himself I mean, right you. <laughs> <laughs> well, girls. I mean, boys. Yeah. I mean, you. <laughs> yeah. And and then Marge says she thinks about him, too. Uh-huh. And then they go into the theater. Yep. And then, then they come out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a very long line outside of the theater. And Homer is replaying the movie, you know, verbally. Yes. He is like, wow, what an ending. Who would have thought that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? <laughs> and everybody and the in line, line yeah. is uh. pissed. Yeah. <laughs> So like I did not realize that was Empire Strikes Back, that that piece of information. We are not but Star Wars people we, in this house. Yeah, we're not. So for the record, I have seen the original six episodes, and by which I mean like the original three, and then the three the prequels. prequel episodes. Yeah. Uh, we so, saw Force Awakens. Yes, we saw that. I don't remember anything about it. Um, no, I remember thinking it was okay. Yeah, but like I have not seen what is it Rogue One. Or any of the any. there's so many I don't know how anybody keeps track. Of yeah, it. these these days, frankly, like I feel like Disney is just pumping these out because people keep watching them, and that's fine. I mean, The Simpsons is doing the same thing, I guess. Yeah, but I am not interested in keeping up with that with that universe. No, you know? me either. So to speak, no. <laughs> universe. Same. Same with Marvel Comics universe. Oh like, God, I'll go no. see like another Deadpool if it comes out. Like, I'll, there's I, another. There's a Deadpool coming out. I thought there was with Wolverine. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all the memes are like, please let Hugh Jackman retire in peace. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor uh, fella. Let let him get that's, fat. <laughs> that is just something that like I I can't I like I do not have the capacity to keep up with that stuff. Well, you know, it's also. I mean, I think I've said this before. If I haven't. Um, on the podcast, like I have missed the entire Harry Potter franchise. Yeah. Like I have not read the books. I have not seen the movies except for that one that, uh, our you friends felt, tried to make us watch. And, and you I fell asleep, asleep on the floor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have, I've, I've seen none of it. And so like, I'd like to go to universal studios for the purposes of riding Hagrid's, but it's more for me the, to ride the ride than it is to see any elements of the In story. The context. Yeah. I know that somebody from the movie died recently. Right. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I have no idea who that is. I did, however, see Daniel Radcliffe. Hagrid. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Uh, I, I did, however, see Daniel Radcliffe's Wiener in Equus <laughs> in London. So that was fun. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, well, if we ever go to Universal, I'm going to make you watch at least one of the movies so you kind of understand what's I mean, going I on. probably will want to just so that I'm not like walking around totally lost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So anyways, moving on. Okay. Um, so the people in line are mad at him 
And then, but Homer turns to Marge and he's like, Marge, you're as pretty as Princess Leia and as smart as Yoda. <laughs> uh-huh. And that, you know, that Marge gives him a kiss on his cheek. Yep. And they, uh, the next time we see them, they're in the car. Uh-huh. And they're singing, You Light Up My Life. Yep. Um, which I had to sing in choir once. You did? Yup. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, in seventh grade, probably when that kid threw up in our science class. <laughs> was, uh, was that, um, was that a school choir or a church mm-hmm. choir? Or school choir. School choir. Which is weird that that got through, but considering where I grew up, that's not necessarily I guess weird. so. I did not realize that this song was about the Lord. Yeah. I did not know that. But yeah. Marge... Marge mentions that it's, here. Um, is it Debbie Boone who sings it, who is like Pat Boone's daughter? I have no idea. And I think yeah. Pat Boone like is like a born like born again and like very religious. Oh, okay. Um, at least that's what I I think. Well, but Homer here after they I'm not gonna look it up. Singing in the car <laughs> together. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he says, "I bet that guy she was singing about was real happy." She goes, actually, she was singing about God. And he goes, oh, well, he's always happy. No, wait. He's always he's mad. He's always mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, and then, like, apparently they're on their way to the fun center. Yeah. And they're in the castle where you can see the little putt-butt balls, like, going down the chutes next to them. Do you, this is not the only time that Homer and Marge get busy at a putt-putt golf course. Did you know that? No. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Uh, it did not happen during um, that one, the one that that episode that we didn't like. <laughs> What's it called? Dead uh, putting society. Dead putting society. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not that one. Not that one. Um, so, anyways, yeah, they're in the castle, and Homer says, "Someday I'll buy you a real castle." And she goes, "You don't have to do that." To which he responds, "He's very relieved." Good. Yeah. Um, and they're sitting there sh- sh- sipping uh, <laughs> champagne. They say champagne. Yeah, they do. It's a brand of malt liquor. <laughs> I just looked I it up. I had no idea. I didn't know either, but it is. It's, uh, yeah, a brand of malt liquor brewed with yeast more commonly used in wine fermentation to produce a beer resembling sparkling wines in taste. Oh, my God. We have to find this. <laughs> <laughs> Does it still exist? Does it exist? I, I do yeah. not know. So anyways, they're sipping on this champagne, and she goes, Homer, maybe it's the champagne talking, but I think you're pretty sexy. Hold up. Whoop. Here's a history. Champagne malt liquor was first produced in 1939 by the Metropolis Brewing Company at, at its brewery, brewery in Lamberton and Lealer Streets in Trenton, New Jersey, and later also in Norfolk, Virginia. No. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. Um... Hold on. Something about Snapple. <laughs> Wait, what? Something about Snapple? <laughs> uh, it's like Snapple. Uh, Snapple what? <laughs> oh, they they um they like they bought out the oh the, okay the, the company. The okay, brand. so while you're doing that, I'm gonna keep going. Okay, sorry. Okay. So, anyways, uh, she says it must be the uh, and she. Goes, I think you're pretty sexy. He says, really? It must be the champagne talking. It is now being produced by Paps Brewing Company. Of course it is. In limited release across the United States. Ah, uh, well, we'll have to go to like Total Wine to get <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> some pay- champagne. So anyways, they start getting busy inside the, the castle. And we know this because we see the exterior of it. And she goes, oh, Homer, what if we get caught? 
He says, don't worry, this castle is impregnable. Foreshadowing. Da, da, da. It is. Uh, on Untapped, it has a 1.7 rating. <laughs> Champagne. Uh-huh. Okay. Untapped. No, tap. Yeah, Untapped. Yes, the app. Tapped out is the Simpsons game. Untapped is the beer app. Uh-huh. Okay. So anyways, they're, they're banging in the castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Homer says it's impregnable. But then someone who is playing putt-putt hits the ball into the free game hole on the castle and all the alarms and buzzers start going off to yep. indicate ding, 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 yep. ding. they won. Someone has scored. Yep. Um. Oh, that's symbolism. I was like, <laughs> that really didn't have any like effect on what was going on. Uh-huh. Yes, it did. It was symbolism. Okay. So then we cut to Homer and Barney sitting in their apartment. Yeah. Uh, are they roommates? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're sitting in the apartment. They're sitting on the couch eating a tube of cookie dough. <laughs> which is funny and also can make you very ill. Yeah. And this, by the way, I think this, this sort of the, the apartment here, the way that it looks when they're sitting in there, looks very similar to the way the apartment looked when Homer had to stay with Barney yeah. earlier. And was it season two? I don't remember. Um, anyways, when he was in there last time. Right. So they're watching Charlie's angels. Um, the guy, the guy on the TV is like, dust off your school of screws angels. I'm afraid there's been a murder in Hawaii. Uh huh. Okay. And they're like, Hawaii it is Charlie. So, uh, they're watching Charlie's angels. So the phone rings. Yep. Uh, and it's Marge. Hello. Mm -hmm. Oh, hi Marge. And she's calling him from her job. Uh, she is a, uh, she's a drive-in waitress, uh-huh. a skating waitress. Uh-huh. And he says, I need, she, Burgers, burgers. Burgers, burgers. Mm-hmm. I need you to drive me to the doctor, Homer. Why? What's wrong? Well, that unforgettable night we joined the Castle Club. Oh. Uh-huh. And then we cut to Dr. Hibbert's office. And he is congratulating them. He's like, I think I found we found the reason that you've been throwing up in the morning. Congratulations. This is the first time I think that we see young Dr. Hibbert. So he has his... Well, uh, there's in um, the way we was. Uh-huh. There is a scene where he is breaking the news to them that that Marge is pregnant. Uh huh. But like, because I thought that that episode was this episode. Oh. But then, like, we go earlier into Marge's and Homer's relationship. Uh huh. Um. So I don't remember if we saw the the fro then or not. I don't either. Huh. Yeah, but well, it's it's young Dr. Hibbert with his big hair. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, she he says, well, Mrs. Bouvier, Miss Bouvier, I think we found the reason why you've been throwing up in the morning, and he offers his hand to Homer. Congratulations. Yep. And we got a nice joke he, here. Homer lets out a very <laughs> loud doe. Uh huh. And there's a guy like in full traction down the hall, and he's like, "Oh, poor guy." Yeah. <laughs> so then we get something big. Mm-hmm. Yes, we get we get uh, Doctor Hibbert handing her a pamphlet. Perhaps this pamphlet will help prove will prove helpful. And it's the "So You've Ruined Your Life" pamphlet. Yep. We a, found it. Hooray! A very sad looking woman on the front uh, who is obviously <laughs> pregnant. Uh, yes. <laughs> Did she ruin her life? I don't know. We'll, I, s- we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so. So anyways, uh, we then cut to the interior of Abe Simpson's house, mm-hmm. uh, Homer's childhood house. And uh, Abe is sitting there with Homer. Son, you've got to marry that girl. Homer says, because it's an honorable thing to do. No, because you'll never do any better. So another example of egg, Abe, egg, <laughs> of Abe being kind of a dick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
and uh, he starts laughing. He says, you lucky bum. Fish jumped right in the boat. All you got to do is whack her with the oar. Uh, that's, yep. <laughs> okay. He very clearly did, Abe. So then Marge and Homer are sitting at makeout point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted, I wrote down earlier too, like, <laughs> this is me being old. Here I am. Homer has the chain link steering wheel. Yeah. And all I can think about when I see that is that's got to be really tough on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's got to be. with our, our very delicate hands yes so we bought a new vehicle uh because we needed one and it was my turn to have the vehicle i guess and so i'm the one who's driving it around and i am super impressed by this car y'all like i went from a like a 20 year old car to a brand spanking new car and my even my 20 year old car was like basic like like basic trip yeah nothing nothing fancy didn't even have automatic windows so now this new car basically drives itself. It's not a Tesla. We don't have that kind of money. But it basically will drive itself like in cruise control. And uh, and I one of the things I really like about this car is that the steering wheel feels so nice. <laughs> like I sometimes will just like sit there and like run my hands well, on the steering wheel. I'm like, oh yeah. In your old car too, you had to have a steering wheel cover because the actual like material the steering wheel was made out of was peeling off yes it was and it was sticking on my hands it was gross. And all that. It was yeah super it was super man gross. i hated driving that car <laughs> i know you loved it but ooh, i did love that, that was not car. my favorite uh that car that car was some fun times <laughs> yeah well uh i was gonna say something else and i don't remember what it was Keep so on. anyway so uh they're sitting at makeout point with that awful steering wheel <laughs> and Homer says, Marge, there's something I want to ask you, but I'm afraid because if you say no, it'll destroy me and make me a criminal. And she says, I haven't said no to you lately, have I? <laughs> wink, <laughs> no, wink. you have not. He says, Marge, I, and then he starts looking in his coat. Mm-hmm. Where's that card? What card? I wrote down what I was going to say on a card. Stupid thing must have fallen out of my back pocket. And so he bends over the, the seat back and is leaning into the back seat. Uh-huh. And Marge looks down and says, oh, is this it? He's like, uh, he basically, oh, I don't know. What does it say? Uh-huh. And Marge starts reading and it says, Marge, from the first moment I saw you, I never wanted to be with anyone else. I don't have much to offer you except all my love. Aww. Will you marry me? Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's the card. Give it here. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's important to note here is that she is reading this very sweet thing, but he, what, she, what is he's next to still, her face is his butt. Yeah, and it, his, with butt crack visible. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a hell of a way to propose, I guess. Uh-huh. Um. At least he has pants on. I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, you know, not too terribly far from our own proposal <laughs> had you not put on pants. <laughs> so I'll tell you a quick story about me and Caitlin. Uh, I decided I was going to propose to her. And uh, two things. One, I got some advice from friends who said, send her out with her friend the day before to get a manicure because people are going to be taking pictures of her hand. And I was like, great idea. So Caitlin went out with her friend to uh, her, her friend quote unquote asked her to come get manicures yeah. and they went out and got them which and was not is not an unusual thing for us to do. Yeah. And uh during that uh, as I recall Caitlin told her friend she's like I know there's no ring and that's okay. Yep, <laughs> I did. I absolutely did. <laughs> so uh I think the surprise worked and it, anyway <laughs> I uh, I was, of course, a, a wreck, y'all. And I work in a big museum, and everybody, everybody knew. And I, the reason everybody knew is because I invited you everybody. You tricked me. Yes, I invited everybody to 
um, via Facebook to our engagement party, which was at a local brewery. And I, I did not, of course, invite Caitlin to this party via Facebook. No. But everybody, of course, at work knew about this through this. And I strategically did not invite a couple of other, a couple of people because I knew they would spill the beans. Yeah. I knew they would. It but, did help you that I don't work in, I didn't work at that time in the same area as you. So I yes. did not see a lot of those people during the day. Yeah. And so anyways, I, uh, I was a nervous wreck and people were asking me all day. They were like, how you doing? I'm like, I am, I am a nervous wreck. <laughs> you well, know? and meanwhile, like, from my perspective, people kept asking me what I was doing that weekend. And I was like, oh God, it's so busy. We have drinks tonight with our friends. Cause if you remember, we set up drinks yes. at the same brewery. That's right. I did with trick a, you with that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You set up a dummy event and invited like, I don't know, 20 people. Our regular. Yeah. Like, our regular, our regular group. Yeah. And, um, everybody kept asking me what I was doing that weekend. And I was like, God damn. Like, I was like, it's busy. We got to go to drinks tonight. I just kind of want to chill, but it's also father's day weekend. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it was just like so much going on. And so anyways, I, I, uh, at the end of the day, I had not talked to my, my family about doing it yet. So I called my I called my family and I was just like, hey, wish me luck. I'm going to go do this. And they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I went and picked up the ring from the jeweler. And I came home and walked into the house. And Caitlin was upstairs. And I uh, I went outside for a second and set up our, my little, like, you know, proposal spot, which was basically a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I had... Uh, I had a a friend of mine who uh, who paints watercolors, paint a picture of the house houses that we used to live in. So her old house was right next to my old house, uh-huh. and he painted it for us, and it was a really nice it was really nice uh, nicely done. And looks great. It's he, hanging on our wall right now. It is hanging now. on our wall right now. And he also gave us some little. He printed some little like cards with the same image on there. And he also put our names onto uh, my name as Mr. and Mrs. Uh, on the cards. Anyway, so what? Uh, and so, anyways, uh, he uh, gave that to us, and I had that ready to go. And I went back into the house, and I said to Caitlin, "I said, hey, can you come down here for a minute?" And she goes, <laughs> "She goes, do I have to put on pants?" <laughs> and yeah. I was like, "Yeah, put on pants for this." <laughs> yeah, and I, I had worn a dress to work that day, so I just put on what I had worn to work. And she came downstairs and walked out, and I pressed play. And I played our song, quote unquote, which is a song that you don't know. <laughs> it's, it's it's a, a German Christmas song. It's a German Christmas. This carol was June, by the way. Called "Here Comes Dreinerschmann," or "Here Comes Santa Claus," but uh, not the tune that you know. Right. Uh, by Franz Schroeder. Mm-hmm. And anyways, I was like, I was, I was, man. At this point, I was like in full-on nervous panic mode. Well, you gave and me. I gave you the painting. Yeah. I said I got you a present. And I gave you, a, I gave you the painting, and she looked at it. She was like, "Oh, that's really nice." And then I said, "Turn it over to where the sticker was with our name uh-huh. on it, as Mister and Mrs." And she looks at, it, she goes, "What?" And then like I pulled like like full on like rickets rattling <laughs> hand like out from the back of my hand the the box, and I was like, "Uh." <laughs> and, and then I, I like, and then it clicked for me, and I think I went. Oh no! Yeah, she did, <laughs> and I was like, I heard her say that, and I was like, "Well, we're in it anyway. Let's go!" And so I opened up the box, and I got down on my knee, and I said, "I love you very much. Will you marry me?" 
And she said yes. And then we went Facebook Live, and it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was a nice day. And then yeah. we, uh, our friend was driving for uh, Lyft at the time, so he came and picked us up and took us to the brewery. Uh-huh. And uh, I told her on the way, because Caitlin does not like surprises, uh, I said, I said, just so you know, there's a few more people here than we're planning on being here. And, and it was literally <laughs> like most of the brewery was I, our friends. I mean, it was, yeah. It, I think there were well over 100 people in there yeah, waiting for yeah. us. And um, what I didn't know, I had called my parents on my way home from work. And I was like, oh, hey, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're going to go pick up some groceries, you know, maybe get some dinner. They were on their way. Yep. <laughs> To come to the brewery. Yes, because I had I had gotten in contact with them, but I didn't have their number, and I was having I was trying to figure out how to get it from you, uh-huh. uh, but I did eventually get it, and um, I called your mother to tell her I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm doing this, you know, and I had talked to them months before, months yeah. before, and um, while I was in the bathroom at the Mexican restaurant, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what I said to them was, well, I was gonna say, you know, get for the, get their blessing, and uh, I. Uh, when she went to the bathroom, we were getting ready to leave. And I was like, well, now's as good a time as any. That's literally what I said. I was like, I love Caitlin very much and I want to marry her and I would like your blessing. And they were like, hey. <laughs> so anyways, um, when I called uh, your your parents to tell them I was going to do this, I was like, hey, we're doing this, you know, on whatever day it was. I was like, you know, we're going to gather afterwards. You know, you're, you're most certainly welcome to come. I was like, but if you can't make it, you know, no big deal. We'll come down there. And she stopped me dead sentence. She goes, no. This is a big deal. We'll be there. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the only one, so, yeah, yeah, so it is a big deal. Anyway, so Homer proposes, and that's our proposal story for yeah. you. And um, she says, oh, Homer, this is the most beautiful moment of my life. In this, what I thought was just such a well-crafted joke. Yeah. That she is in this loving, happy moment with his ass, his literal his ass. His literal butt right next yes, to her head. Butt crack hanging out, yep. everything. Yep. And he, but from still hanging over the back of the seat, goes, yeah. will you marry me? And she goes, yes. And, and then he is excited. Now, I don't understand why it took him so long to turn back around, <laughs> but yeah. it's funny. Also, I pointed out here that this, uh, what we see here is something that happens a lot in The Simpsons, that Homer's car horn is apparently connected directly to his headlights. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, yeah. often when he is driving around town and he honks his horn, his headlights go as well. So anyways, they're very excited. Yeah. Um, so he's excited. He's screaming every, or she's going to marry me in your face, everybody. Um, and then we cut back to present day with the kids and Lisa's asking Homer if the new baby is a girl, can we name her Ariel? Uh huh. Bart wants to name the kid, the baby, uh, cool Modi. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. But anyways, they start to argue over it, and then Homer says, you know, I had this very same discussion with your mother 10 years ago. And Marge, uh, we're, we're flashing back, and they are in the jewelry store. And Marge is saying, Homer, I think, I'm thinking, if the baby's a boy, what do you think of the name Larry? And Homer says, Marge, we can't do that. All the kids will call him Larry Ferry. Eh. Uh, and then she says, what about Louis? And he, uh, Louie, I'm sorry. And... He goes, no, they'll call him Screwy Louie. Bob, Slob. Luke, Puke. Marcus, Mucus. What about Bart? Yeah, let's see. Bart, Cart, Dart, Yart. (laughs) Nope, don't see any problem with that. They're forgetting something obvious here. Fart. Oh, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about Bort. (laughs) Oh. 
Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so cool. He, cool Modi, by the way, was a rapper in the nineties. Oh, okay. In the late eighties, early nineties. Okay. Um. Anyway, so, uh, Homer sees a ring, says, "I'll take that one," and the uh, salesman says, "How will you be paying for it?" And his response is, "I don't know, man. I know that feeling, bro." Uh, the good news is, is that everybody wants to sell you something. Mm-hmm. And in, at least in the modern day, if you are a young person who's looking to purchase a, an engagement ring for somebody, the good news is, is that if you got no money, they will finance a ring for you. No problem. Yep. So anyways, uh, finally the big day came. We didn't have much money. So we went to a quaint little chapel just across the state line. And, and it is called the Shotgun Chapel. Yes, yes it is. Um, uh, uh, Shotgun Pete's Wedding Chapel. Yes. Sorry, I forgot about Pete. Oh, Pete. Yeah, so they go in, and the woman at the desk is smoking her cigarette, has a real gravelly voice. She's like, the basic ceremony is $20. That's a good deal. Hey, remember that woman at that ceremony we went to? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God, y'all. <laughs> so, Caitlin's cousin's... Uh, Raised money to put up a war memorial for uh for Veterans Day one year. It was a, a Memorial Day. A, a memo- sorry, yeah. Memorial Day. Yes. Uh, and anyway, um, we went out to the dedication of it, and somebody from the local congressman's office came, and y'all, I am not shitting you. This woman sounded like Patty and Selma. This, wo- but even it, yeah, deeper like like it pa- was like Patty almost and selma you- started smoking at like age of 12 this woman sounded like, like she has been since sp- six she yeah. was six she was smoking was, in utero you like, could almost not hear her her voice was, it was so very much like yeah. this. <laughs> and it was like you know it was like one of these things where it was like okay everybody here's so-and-so from blah 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 and you know clap 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 I, yeah. I'm, I'm very pleased i to would be say that this lady sounded like patty or selma if she was made worse by by way of lunch lady Doris. Yeah. Like yeah. it was it, it was, was <laughs> insane. Anyway. This little woman and, and and she she reminded me a lot of my mama because like she was small, she was thin, not very tall. Yeah. Uh, not super short, but not very tall. And had clearly been smoking a uh, lot. Yeah, it a was a lot, a lot. It was jarring how <laughs> gravelly this lady's voice she started talking and we looked at each other and i was like what the fuck (laughs) and and i like i started to laugh but like we were at a a memorial dedication (laughs) and so i I decided to look down and if you recall it was in those moments where we saw that person who had the weird feet right next to us in the (laughs) flip-flops And I vaguely remember. I don't, I don't re- remember what was weird about the feet, but no, I remember either. this moment made us laugh. So we looked down to like you know to detra- distract ourselves from it, and then this. This is had- what happens when Robert and I go out in public together when we're supposed to be serious. This is not. It does not work. It, no, y'all. Never. When my older brother got married, <laughs> I was in the ceremony, as you might imagine, and I was also singing in the ceremony. And this this no fun preacher, Southern Baptist dude. Too fat for his own good. Uh, I, I mean, he just wasn't a nice man. Okay. And anyway, he he came out there and he immediately turned to the groomsmen and was like, "This is a serious ceremony, no jokes." And I was like, "Well, I wasn't gonna." Yeah. Now <laughs> you now, have to. Now, like, I have to entertain myself because you're a butthole, and like, this is supposed to be a joyous. Not occasion. to mention, like, you and your brothers are all up there. Like, yeah. That's- 
Yeah, and, and that's and, not going to happen. And let's be very clear, pal. This is not your wedding. You are here to officiate it, and if you won't do it, I can because I am an ordained minister. Yes. <laughs> Did you know that? I bet you didn't. Uh, but it's true. I am an ordained. That was minister. the that was the um, wedding where you. Dr- <laughs> You dressed up as your younger brother to give the best man speech because he didn't want to give the speech. That's right. And yeah. nobody thought it was funny. Oh, man, y'all. I delivered. <laughs> was, oh, that yeah. was a tough crowd. That was a tough crowd Yo, all around. I, like, first of all, this was definitely a, like, a, a Southern Baptist-style wedding because it was dry. And so there was no booze. And I... My little brother and my my both of my brothers are very different from me. Like if you can't tell y'all, I can talk for a long time. Uh-huh. I do it publicly all of the time. I'm very outgoing. And my little brother didn't was was nervous about giving the speech and didn't want to do it. And so they asked me the day before to do this best man speech. And I was like, I was like, oh man, okay, fine, I'll do it. So I had this idea. My brother has a big beard, and so my, I had this idea of doing the speech as my little brother. And it was, it just so happened that their wedding was like right before Halloween. Yes. Or and like, you know, several weeks before. Yeah. And so we, uh, we uh, went to Walmart and I found a beard, a, a, a cheap fake beard. Thank God. Yes. Okay. We can make this work. And I sat up trying to write this, you know, best man speech, which by the way, if you've never written a best man speech, really probably should take you a, a couple of weeks, like to fine tune it and make it really good. And um, anyways... I got up there to do like, and my big gag was that I was going to transform myself into, into my brother. Into your brother, who was the best man. Yes. And uh, I put on this beard. I had Caitlin bring out the beard and like put it on me like in a like in a in a showy fashion. And then I turned around and dropped my belly out because he's got a big belly. And <sighs> and nobody laughed. No, it except- was Except for Caitlin was there, and she was being supportive, and Steve Jackson was uh, there. Yeah, that's right. Thank God. God bless you, Steve Jackson, for laughing <laughs> at my jokes during that painful, painful speech. That was not a fun. That was not a fun event. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, like overall, I ha- like I enjoyed the wedding. I just like. Like, I just could not get anything out of the it, crowd. It was all very serious. It was so the serious. The whole event was very serious. And that is just not the way that we roll, as you can probably tell. No. No, Anyways. we have way more stories about <laughs> shit that we've done like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, at our wedding, there definitely were jokes. <laughs> yep, for sure. Uh, anyway, so they purchase, the, they pay for the wedding, which is $20. Yep. They get their license. Uh, they, the lady gives them a punch card. Be sure to get this punched every time the 10th wedding is on the house. Uh, so, and then I think it's Marge that says, oh, this marriage is going to last it's, forever. It's Homer, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and no matter how many times I hear that, it always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Then we cut to the chapel itself. The uh-huh. reverend is marrying somebody named Cletus, who is not the Cletus we know. Who is not Cletus Spuckler. Correct. No, not Cletus the slackjawed yokel. Uh-huh. It is another man named Cletus who is marrying someone named Aileen. Um, and he says, uh, Cletus, do you take Aileen to be your lawful wedded wife? And they go, yup. And he's like, okay, done, next. Mm-hmm. And then here come um, Marge and Homer. So uh, they come in and, you know... Uh, Marge says, there certainly are a lot of stains on the ceiling. And he says, I'm, Marge, I'm sorry. I wish I could afford a better place. Uh, she says, Homer, I'd be lying if I said this is how I pictured my wedding day. But 
Here, but you are how I pictured my husband. This is like some sobering honesty from Marge that's still very sweet. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I, I, this is one of the characteristics of Marge that I like in that even though she is being honest about it, she's still being kind about it. Right. Uh, yeah. And so very, very much Marge in this moment. And uh, he says, I am. And she goes, you may not look like Ted Bessel, but you're just as nice. <laughs> So then they walk up, and the officiant is, you know, churning out weddings. That's what he does. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of day, in this, in the sight of God, and this casino to join. And he goes, uh, Homer. And Homer says his name, and Marge. She says her name. Uh, in holy matrimony, beautiful. And long story short, they do the they do they the thing. It's very brief. It's uh-huh. very much in the same vein of like a male a male a Mel Brooks wedding. Mm-hmm. Do you do you the short short version? Do you do yeah. you etc. Uh, for those wondering, Ted Bessel is an actor. He was on the show That Girl. Oh, you're welcome. Uh 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 that girl. <laughs> da, da, da. Have you ever watched that show? Uh, no, the okay. only reason I know the song is because Family Guy made fun of it. I knew you were going to say Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, um, so I, I wrote down here, by the way, I'm not going to linger on this too much, but I actually, I said earlier that I am an ordained minister, and I am because, um, I guess for my older brother's wedding, I was not yet ordained. No. But for my younger brother's wedding, I definitely was because I was his officiant. Yeah. And as y'all know, I cry at the drop of a hat. <laughs> and so we started the wedding and I was like going in my opening remarks and I was just like, <laughs> and like I stopped and I was like, I'm sorry, y'all. This is my first officiant wedding. Give me a second. <laughs> I had to gather myself. You've done a couple though. I have. Yeah. I did one in North Carolina uh-huh. as well for a friend of ours. Uh, so, hey, if you're looking for a wedding officiant, you know, hit me up. I can't do... <laughs> you I, can't do it in Virginia. I can't do it in Virginia. But if your, uh, if your state does not have to officially recognize the uh, denomination of the minister, I can do your wedding. So <laughs> send us a message. <laughs> anyway, um, I just wrote down that he was really heartless because, like, this is a very sweet moment. And, I mean, yeah. Well, it's, it's for I the mean, comedy. I get yeah, it. I get yeah. it. So he goes, then, by the power vested in me and the State Gaming Commission, I pronounce you man and wife. Uh-huh. Here's $10 worth of chips. <laughs> you may kiss the bride. So, and then he shouts next. next yep. They take a picture. Uh <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but when they take the picture, their eyes turn red. Do you remember like in the 90s? Oh. Like that was, our, you know. Because it has the red light that comes on first. Well, right? no. In the days of film, like I would always have red eyes in the pictures. Oh, really? Or, like, yeah. Just because of the reflection of the flash or whatever. Oh. Yeah. That's why. Oh. Uh-huh. I always thought that you had the red eye, like take away the red eye in editing just because people have bloodshot eyes. No, it's for that. Well, there you go. Yeah. This is like a thing, like one of the things, like if somebody is high, I have to tell by the way they're behaving because <laughs> I can't tell because by way of their eyes. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, a little tidbit, you know, yeah. in terms of like what my colorblindness looks like to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it so. It looks like somebody acting like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> yeah. Sir, are you okay? Yeah. Um, anyway, so they're looking at their photo and they're in what's supposed to be, you know, in the tight image here, their, their marital bed. Uh, our first night together is man and wife. And then they pan back as Patty or Selma yells down from the upstairs, hey, lovebirds, keep it down. Marge is sleeping in a chair and Homer is on the couch. Yep. Um, 
So then we cut to uh, what will be the nursery. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's a crib and all sorts of baby gear around. Marge is calculating bills here. Yes. And um, Homer comes in. He goes, hey, look what I got, a baby monitor. And then he, like, starts using it as a walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> baby and- Marge, baby Marge. Wah, wah. Over. <laughs> yeah. And then she's she's freaking out. She's like, I don't know how we can afford all these things, these things on our salary. A friend of mine uh, who has a baby showed me. I mean, it's not surprising, I guess, but it just like shows you how far we've come. Like his was basically a walkie talkie Uh in this in 1991. And she showed me a picture of her baby sleeping in the crib at work. Yeah, They're like cameras now. Yeah. And and it connects, of course, to your phone. Uh So you can just watch from your phone, get alerts, et cetera, just like you can with, you know, your house security systems and that kind of thing. Yeah. You can like put the baby to bed, go out to the bar for a few hours. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I thought about that. Like, you know, uh, that because we have a patio out back in our neighbors, you know, and all that sort of thing. Like if we were to need that, we could put it in there and just go out, you know, if the baby's asleep, hang out, hang out, you know, get out for a second, do something else, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Anyway, uh, uh, Homer comes in with the baby monitor and she says, I don't know if we can afford all these things on your salary. Uh, and he looks out the window and there's the plant, that the power plant. Mm-hmm. Hey, why don't I apply at the nuclear power plant? I hear they pay pretty well. She says, I don't know. I heard radiation can make you sterile. To which he responds, now, now you, you tell, tell me. me. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> so then we cut to the power plant. Homer's waiting um, in, in the waiting room with two other guys. Um, and we learn that they only have two openings. <clears throat> he says, so I'm afraid of one of you will have to go home empty handed. Um, it, this is Smithers talking, by the way, young Smithers. Yeah. yeah young Smithers. He, He's got cool hair. He does. Everything else is the same, <laughs> but his hair. Uh, so he's one like, of my frames here on the Frank is Smithers looking straight at the camera and it looks like a, it looks like a school photo. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So he's like. He's like, one of you will have to go home empty-handed, but it won't be my old frat buddy, Lou Collier. Hey! Yeah. How you doing, old Alpha Tau? Yeah. So Smithers was in... Alpha Tau. In Alpha Tau, yeah. Yeah. Smithers, you old kegmeister, you. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So they start doing weird Uh, uh, shit uh, uh. that frat boys do. They do their special handshake, yeah. Yeah, and then the guy, the other guy, that's not Homer, he's like, hey, I'm from the Alabama chapter. So they're all, you know, being buddy-buddy. Yep. And um, he's like, let's. Uh, they're they're going in to take a like aptitude test. Yep. Let's go on with the testing. So they walk in and they're singing all these the song. The and frat songs, roll on, roll on, Alpha Tau, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. And Homer's trying to join in, but obviously doesn't know the song because he's not from the fraternity. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to Doctor Hibbert's office. Uh huh. And Marge is having um, a s- ultrasound done. Mm-hmm. A remarkably clear image for an ultrasound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> True. Um, and we see baby Bart in utero. Uh-huh. And uh, Dr. Hibbert says, well, if I didn't know any better, I swear he was trying to moon us. Because <laughs> you see Bart roll over. Yeah, and see you butt. see his butt. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, we go back to the power plant. Yep. So the, we're in the interview phase. I guess they're interviewing all three of them together. Yeah, which is a weird tactic, but all right. <laughs> and Smithers says, what would you say is your worst quality? One says, I'm a workaholic. The other one says, I push myself too hard. 
And then Homer <laughs> starts counting things off. It takes me a long time to learn anything. I'm kind of a goof off. Smithers interjects here. That'll do. Uh, but he keeps going. Start stuff. Uh, stuff starts disappearing from the workplace. You know. Yeah. Uh, then he cuts them off again. He says, okay, so there's a problem with the reactor posing the question. Uh-huh. What do you do? And then Homer, <laughs> Homer thinks there's actually a problem Flips with the reactor. Out, yep. <laughs> he's, ex- he's terrified. He's like, there's a problem with the act- reactor. We're all going to die. And then he runs screaming from the room. Yep. Clearly, he did not get the job. That's right. So as if the whole fraternity thing was not enough. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, makes a, he makes a real botch of the old interview here. So then we cut back to the house, and Marge is looking at overdue notices on bills. Mm-hmm. She says, did you get the job? He says, nah, they wanted someone good. Eh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, story of my life. She says, oh, homie. And she says, come over. You can feel the baby kicking. And he puts his hand on her belly. Wow. And he turns to, the, to little Bart in Utero and says, kid, I won't let you down. I swear to you, when you come out of there, the first thing you're going to see is a man with a good job. And then Patty and Selma appear in the background, and they say, yeah, the doctor. I, they come in, which, come in hot with yeah, a great joke. Yeah, which, <laughs> I mean, as soon as I saw them on the screen, I knew that that's what they were going to say. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to kind of a montage sequence of Homer trying various jobs. Yeah, so he gets a job at Old uh, Old Springfield Town. Yep. And he's the candle maker. He's the candle maker. This is another another meme uh, that you'll see from time to time when somebody posts a meme that someone doesn't like on the Simpsons pages. They'll use this image and say, what a crappy meme. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Somebody on, um, I think it was Rancho Relaxo, dressed up as Homer with the candle. Oh, really? For Halloween. Oh, that's great. It was a very clever costume. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah, so <laughs> he holds up this candle. And the kid goes, yeah, what a crappy candle. He cries first. And then the dad starts yelling at him, you've ruined our vacation. <laughs> Which... Is true to life. Uh-huh. Uh having having been work having worked at a museum. Yep. Uh, like this. Uh and then <laughs> we see Homer, he's in the stocks. Yep. And the Oh, he's in the pillory. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the pillory. And the guy is telling him he's fired. The kid kicks him in the butt. Yeah. So that's the end of that. Then Homer goes uh, to, on a, he gets, gets, gets involved in an, uh, an MLM and a multi-level marketing scheme. It's Cutco. Is, which is Cutco. Did yeah. You, do you have a Cutco memory from your childhood? I knew somebody who sold Cutco oh, okay. when I was just getting, uh, when I was in, in college, one of my friends okay. started selling Cutco. Uh my grandma, I I was at my grandma's house one day when the Cutco salesman came on by, uh-huh. and she bought knives from him <laughs> uh, because she was a nice lady, uh-huh. but a bit of a pushover. Yeah, <laughs> he. Cu- I remember him cutting a piece of rope, and that was very impressive. I remember, like, the one thing I remember most in terms of like salesmen coming to the house was a woman came to the household and sold my parents a rainbow vacuum. Oh, and it was one of the ones that you put the water in the base. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I can still be like this if you can't tell by the fact that I'm drinking this pomegranate juice. Uh, I can be sold something. Yes, you can. And um, anyways, I was a little kid and I was like, we got to get this vacuum. Look how cool <laughs> it is. And my mother was like, you just want it because the lady's pretty. And I was like, and she's pretty. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Homer is selling uh, Cutco or Slashco knives yeah. and 
Uh, he hands her the knife and she grabs it, but she clearly grabs the blade. And he's like, handle first, handle first. So he gets fired from there. Yeah. He goes into a an attack dog testing suit. Uh, or yeah. a school. dog attack. Attack dog school. Yeah, but he's wearing the suit here. Yeah. And, and then all the dogs attack him. Then he goes to a scheme where uh, somebody walks in and says, hey, who wants to get rich today? Make millions. And me, 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 me. And then we hear... Uh, he comes up and begins his presentation. The man does and says, this is not a shady pyramid scheme you've been hearing about. Our model is a trapezoid. <laughs> this guarantees that each investor, uh, each investor and 18, uh, uh, sorry, our model is a trapezoid that guarantees each investor an 800% return within hours of your initial. And then you hear sirens. Yep. Uh-oh. And he's like, oh, the cops. And the man jumps out the window. So <laughs> then we're back. Things are not going well. Yeah, we're back at the house. 90 days overdue. We break thumbs. Homer, what are we going to do? These are all Marge reading. Mm-hmm. He says, I don't know. Uh, the doorbell rings. A man he goes from over. The repo depot comes in. Yep. I'm here for the baby's things. Mm-hmm. Crib, mobile, monitor, and the lady's ring, I'm afraid. So he wants Marge's a wedding ring. Yep. Um, so I guess Homer did finance the, <laughs> did I guess he did. the ring. Yep. Anyway, uh, the man says, oh, uh, the man says, repossessing stuff is the hardest part of my job <laughs> as he takes the ring. Yeah. And, uh, and then we cut to Homer. He's up in the night and he's writing Marge a letter. Yep. It says from the desk of, I think it says from the desk of Patty. Yes, I think so. Yeah. From the desk of Patty. He crosses out Patty's name, writes Homer. Uh-huh. And he proceeds to write Marge a letter. Um, she says, it says, <coughs> pardon, oh, pardon. Oh. It says, by the time you read this, I will be gone. You deserve all the finest things in the world. And although I can give, uh, although I can't give them, wait, uh, he's I, a, I think it's a typo. Yeah. Um, and although I can't give them to you, they will be reap. Oh, although I can give them to you, they will be repossessed gotcha. and I will be haunted, uh, hunted down like a dog. Also, it has become clear that your family doesn't want me here. And then you hear Mrs. Bouvier screaming from upstairs, shut up with that pen scratching down there. <laughs> I will send you every cent I earn for the baby, but you will not see me again until I am a man. Yep. And he leaves the note next to her, gives her a kiss on her cheek, mm-hmm. and off he goes. Yep. It's very sad. Then we cut back to the modern day. Oh, that's so sad. And Homer says, oh, come on, honey. You know how it turns out. After, uh, sorry, Lisa says that's mm-hmm. so sad. And he turns to her and says, oh, come on, honey. You know you, how it turns out. After all, you wouldn't be here today if I hadn't become the responsible head of a household. And then Bart pokes his head in from the kitchen. He's like, hey, Homer, can we have a can of frosting for lunch? And Homer thinks about it for a hot sec, and he goes, okay. Yep. <laughs> then we cut back to the past. Marge is reading the note. You'll not see me again until I'm a man. She's crying. And... Uh, Patty and Selma are there, and uh, one says, uh, it's uh, Patty says, There, there, dear. We are all in shock. Uh, I thought he'd two-time me for a while first. Yeah, so uh, the ever-supportive Bouvier family. Yeah. Then they, Patty and Selma are eating at the, ta- at the Gulp and Blow. The Gulp and Blow, yep. Yeah, so they we see them eating tacos at the Gulp and Blow. Uh, Patty starts choking, and she's like, "This taco's full of hair." Mm-hmm. And then the um, Selma's like, "Yeah, there's your explanation." And she points, and it's Homer working at the Gulp and Blow. Yep. Um, and then they're they're contemplating: should they tell Marge where he is? No, let's lead her, let's let her read about it in the society page. 
<laughs> did uh, did your paper, paper when you were young ever have a society page or anything like that? The I, equivalent was probably like the quote unquote celebrations page where okay. it was like they published like wedding announcements and engagement announcements. Yeah. And yeah. All that yeah. Kind of stuff. I, I have seen those. Mm-hmm. I have never seen anything that was like talk. I mean, I don't come from a place in society where there are socialites, you right. know, but yeah, I think, I think like, I feel like the New York times has a society page cause there's a lot of stuff going on in New uh, York. Whereas where we grew up, no. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> in our respective hometowns. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. In the old, <laughs> in the old, the old Atlanta Constitution did not have a <laughs> yeah. society page. Yeah. Although it probably did back in the day. Anyway, uh, that being said, uh, uh, the the twins come back home and Selma says, "Marge, listen, we just saw." And then Patty jolts her with her elbow. Don't be stupid. Uh, so here we see. Selma wants to tell Marge where Homer is. She's mm-hmm. taking pity, but Patty is no. firm in her no. conviction. Patty being Patty here a little yeah. bit. So then Marge has a letter. She opens it up. It's money from Homer. It uh-huh. says, Dear Marge, XXX, Homer. Um, and then we cut to the power plant again. Homer's yep. standing outside the fence. He's in his um, gulp and blow uniform, which is reminiscent of a hot dog on a stick uniform. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Uh, and The hat's kind of... Kind of similar to the uh, the Moo Moo hat. <laughs> it is. It is a little bit. So, anyways, uh, he's standing out there and he's watching the workers go in, and he, you know, muttering to himself, "Big shots with their stainless steel lunch boxes." And then uh, the donut truck pulls up. He says, "Oh, they get donuts." And the driver says, "That's right, all the colors of the rainbow." Yeah, he's all he's very magical. Although it's not lard lads. No, it's, it's not. It's rolling donut. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Then we're back at the Bouvier household, and Marge. The Bouvier is, house looks a lot like the Simpsons house. Yes, it does. And actually, I noticed—I don't know if you noticed or not—but like that, that transept that goes into the like the foyer from the living area with the stairs coming down in uh-huh. the background looks exactly, exactly the, same. the same. They even yeah. have the same front door. Yes, they do. Which is the door that goes boop boop boop. Oh yeah, <laughs> the way I describe it with the three windows. Yeah, boop boop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Marge is standing there. It's nighttime. She's just looking out the door. And Selma comes over and says, what are you doing up? She says, you need your rest, dear. She refers to Marge as dear a lot in this episode. And Marge says, I heard a noise outside. I thought it might be Homer. And then she goes, ah, what the hell? Marge, I've got two and a half words for you. Gulp and blow. Mm-hmm. And pr- presumably she tells her where Homer, where Homer is, is. Because yeah. the next thing we see is Homer at work. Um, at the drive-thru, and he's like, yeah, what do you want? And the, Yeah, he's operating that drive-thru intercom is what he's doing there. Yes. And, and Marge is, of course, in the car, and she's like, I want my husband by my side. And he's like, you want fries with that? And Marge is like, Homer, and then Marge, and then Homer, they... Homer, Marge, Homer, Marge. Yeah, yep. they reunite. Um, he yeah. sees her for the first time in a little bit, and he's like, holy cow, you're as big as a house. <laughs> Rude, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, also, I, I understand... Um, and, um, yep. And so, uh, he, uh, she says, Homer, come home with me. And he says, no, Marge, I just can't. And he says, look at me. I'm a trainee. He's got a big like tag on the front that goes across this whole chest this that says trainee. trainee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes, they won't even tell me what's in the secret sauce. He says, I can't even buy you a decent wedding, w- wedding ring. Mm-hmm. She goes, and any ring is fine as long as it's from you. Yes. And we get a nice callback moment to the, uh, uh, to the episode where he fixes her corsage, fixes her prom dress after Artie breaks it, 
because he takes out an onion ring uh-huh. here from the pack and he puts it on her f- finger and says, "Poor Vu." Uh huh. And she goes, "Oh!" And then she looks at it and it's nice for a second. But then yeah, she goes, she's like, uh, <laughs> "Would you mind if I took it off now because the oil is burning my finger?" Oh sure. And yeah. he takes it off. She like licks her finger and he eats the onion ring. Yep. And then uh, she asks him, Homer, do you know why I married you? And he's like, because uh, I knocked you up. And he's uh-huh. like, no. She's like, no, because I love you. Come home soon. And off, off she goes. Uh-huh. And Homer, is this is what he needs to be determined. Yep. Uh, to make, the, the, or to make the, him more determined. Yeah. And he throws off his uniform, throws it in the trash can, and then marches, or excuse me, we then cut to Burns' office. Uh-huh. Burns is playing a version of Pac-Man. Yep. Laughing wickedly, he eats the he eats the little pellet that turns Pac-Man into uh, a the hunter. Uh, yep. He says the hunter has become the hunted. Yeah, so he's having a grand old time. Yep, and he uh, he says to Smithers, "Oh God, Smithers, I feel so alive." Uh, and then Homer kicks in the door to the office. Yep, he's like, "Are you the boss?" And um, Mr. Burns says, "Yes." He's and taken then, aback. He's like, "Yes." Yeah, <laughs> and then um, Smithers is like, "I'll call security," and th- then Homer. Um, goes on. He says, well, listen to me, Mr. Big Shot. If you're looking for the kind of employee who takes abuse and never sticks up for himself, I'm your man. Uh-huh. You can treat me like dirt and I'll still kiss your butt and call it ice cream. If you don't like it, I can change. And then Mr. Burns is like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. He's like, hold the phone, Smithers. And he tells Homer that he likes his attitude. You're feisty yet spineless. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Smithers reveals to Mr. Burns that uh, Homer is the only one that failed the aptitude test and he got trapped in his closet on the way out. Uh-huh. M- Mr. Burns doesn't care. Um, he's like, I haven't been this impressed since I first laid eyes on that. Uh, on a young bootlick named Waylon Smithers. Uh huh. Yeah. So, uh, then we learn Homer gets the job. Yep. He says, welcome aboard son. And he's so excited. I got the job. I got the job. And he goes, only in America could I get a job. Yeah. And then he leaves. <laughs> and here's where we get mm-hmm. this uh, this uh, self-referential joke. Yep. And, and it's a joke that you wouldn't get if you hadn't watched other episodes of The Simpsons. Right. Uh, Smithers, or excuse me, Burns says, who was that young Hellcat Smithers? Homer Simpson, sir. Simpson, eh? I'll, I'll remember, remember that, that name. name. Yeah. <laughs> no. So... Uh, Homer comes back and says, uh, he's knocking on the door with the boop, boop, boop. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Mrs. Bouvier, Jacqueline Bouvier, opens it up. And she says, you're a little late. She's gone to the hospital. <gasps> the hospital? And she goes, I'll drive you. Homer says, thanks, Mom. Don't ever call me that. <laughs> yes. And she's smoking here again. Uh-huh. Uh, this is actually where I wrote down she was smoking. Uh-huh. Um, then they, go, they go, get to the hospital. Uh-huh. Uh, Marge, Marge, where's the baby? Right where you left it. Yep. <laughs> And then, and, oh, that's a, oh, that's um, Patty that says it. I think. Oh. And then, uh, so then, uh, 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 uh Mister uh, Doctor Hibbert, sorry, comes over, and uh, Homer, uh, having getting tired of her business, uh, the twins, he goes, "Listen, my, this is my wife and my kid. I'm paying for this delivery. So if you want to stay, you better give me some respect," which impresses Marge. Uh huh. And uh, Marge goes, Homer, does this mean? And he says, starting tomorrow, I'm a nuclear technician. To which Dr. Hibbert says, good God. <laughs> yeah, and then he says, tomorrow morning, I'm going to buy your ring back, and then I'm going house hunting. Uh-huh. Marge says, doesn't your job start tomorrow? <laughs> uh, someone would cover for me. <laughs> so anyways, uh, 
it's time. The baby's coming. Dr. Hibbert steps in front of the bottom of the, the bed to deliver the baby, and Homer pushes him out of the way. Step aside. I'll deliver this baby. And he responds, why don't you let me handle it, Homer? And then Homer goes, ah, college boy, eh? And it's getting ready to fight him. Yeah. Marge says, Homer, for God's sakes, let him deliver the baby. And then here comes little Bart. Yeah. And uh, they're, you know, ooing and aahing over little Bart. Um, Homie, isn't he beautiful? And then. Yep. <laughs> as long as he's got eight fingers and eight toes, he's fine by me. Another self-referential Yep. Like, uh, was it last week where, no, a couple weeks ago where he refers to Patty's yellow leg? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yellow, the, eight... the yellow drumstick. Yeah. yeah. And then the eight fingers and eight toes. So then uh, he holds up little Bart, daddy's little angel, and uh, Bart grabs a lighter and lights Homer's tie on fire. Uh, <laughs> we get a, we get a, what, it's presumably the very first, why you little? Uh-huh. And he did that on purpose, says Homer. And Marge says, how could he? He's 10 minutes old. <laughs> and, then, and then they show little baby Bart being so cute. Yep. And then we cut back to the present day. Yep. And uh, Homer, still telling the story to Maggie. <laughs> yeah. Says, Bart, Lisa, come here for a minute. And they all gather around on the sofa. Homer says, you know, son, the day you were born, I received the greatest gift a man could have. And as the years went by, your mother and I were blessed twice more. And not a day goes by that we don't thank God for all three of you. And then here comes Marge back from the doctor. Yep. She says, Homer, I'm not pregnant. And they high five each <laughs> Homer other. Homer jumps up. Yeah. Woo. They're excellent. Ex- yeah. Uh, they're excited. And then we cut to credits. Yep. The end. Okay. Yep. All right. That's the end of the episode. So what are your thoughts? I thought it was good. I've seen this one before. You have seen it. Okay. Yes. I have seen this one before. It has been a long time. But um, I don't think I would consider it a banger. No, I don't think so either. I think I liked The Way We Was better. I did too. Okay. Yes. I thought The Way We Was was just more heartfelt overall. Yeah. I was more compelled by that storyline than this one. Although I did think that this one was full of good jokes. Yeah. This was... It was good. I... Like, the Bouviers are just so mean. They are. And I, you know, I don't like mean-spirited stuff necessarily. I don't either. That's why I don't like Patton Patton Oswalt's stand-up comedy. I think he's a funny man, but his stand-up comedy is mean. I haven't watched enough of it to know, but I I can imagine. Um, So... I mean, I th- I thought it was a good episode, but it's it, I definitely liked uh, the way we was better. Yeah, me too. Uh, so good episode, not a banger. Yeah, I'm not gonna call it that. Mm-mm. I uh, I don't know that I liked it as much as uh, Burns for Coffender Craftwork, uh, or. I didn't like it as much as Flaming Moe's, for sure. Oh, no, no. So, anyways, uh, still a good episode, though, and uh, indicative of, you know, moving into the great years of The Simpsons that even the episodes that are not as good are still good. Yeah, and, I mean, I do I appreciate a good backstory, so, like, I like it for that perspective as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, because yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> you don't see you don't see that. You see, like, one little glimpse in the way we was, but, like, you see, like, the very, very beginning of Homer and Marge's relationship in the way we was. Uh-huh. Whereas this kind of just solidifies the Simpsons as a family. Yeah, unit. this is, as he points out, years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they've been dating a long time because they were, you know, 17, 18 uh-huh. in the way we was, and he's 24 now. Yeah. So, they, so. yeah. Uh, all right, super. Well, uh, I really enjoyed that. I hope you, dear listener, enjoyed it as well. We're having a lot of fun continuing through the series. Uh, next week, we will be... No, next week, we will not be back with 
uh, Radio Bart, because next week we will have our mid-season review. Oh, okay. We're halfway through season three. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. Yeah. I was going to pretend like that uh, that the mid-season review would be the bonus episode, but we both know that that's going to nah. be a long episode. <laughs> nah. He says as he looks down and sees an hour and a half on this yeah. episode. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, too too long for us to do a bonus episode plus a regular recording. But that being said, um, I, I am super excited because today is the last day of my Halloween haunting commitments, and I'm going to have more time to do stuff, and we'll be able to be a little more active on the pages now because I will not be yeah, totally swallowed been up. Very very busy. But hey, we've managed to make it through Halloween and continue to drop episodes, so that's super. So, hey, if you want to make sure that you catch all of our episodes, go ahead and uh, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And while you're there, do us a big favor. Go ahead and rate us the highest rating on that platform. That'll do us a really, uh, that'll do a big, be a big favor for us. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're following us on our social media as well. We are on Facebook and Instagram at Escalator to Nowhere Pod, and we are on uh, Twitter at Esk to Nowhere Pod. That's E S C. You can also send us an email. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at escalator to nowhere pod at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you made it this far, you really are a trooper, and we sure do appreciate that. We hope that you're enjoying this. Again, we are as well, and we'll look forward to next week with the Season 3 mid-season review. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So until then, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I'm a Season Simpsons fan. I am learning. And we are having a good time. I already said everything else that I would normally say at this point, so I guess there's only one thing left. Oh, my God. Bye. Oh, whoa. That was how excited I was for kisses. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm good. Ready? Yeah. All right. <clears throat>